Welcome. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Diva Speaks Relationship Podcast. Today is January the 24th of 2020. Can you guys believe that the month of January is almost over and we are approaching February? My God, 2020 is off to an incredible start. Thank you for tuning in on this wonderful Friday. You are listening to The Diva of Diva Speaks Relationship Podcast. And I want to talk to you today about fighting for your relationship. That's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm going to be giving you some pointers on how to fight for your relationship. But before I get into the subject matter at hand. I want to thank all of my supporters and my subscribers to Diva Speaks uh, Relationship Podcast. You guys rock. I love you guys because your support has been relentless and I would definitely appreciate your continued support. So if you're out there, do me a favor. If you're having trouble hearing me or I sound far away, would you do me a favor and kind of like let me know, type me a message or something so that I can deliver the best sound quality that's available to me? Um, It's no secret with podcasting that sometimes, you know, you can have equipment malfunctions and that seems to be a curse for me is equipment malfunction. So if you're out there and you're listening and um, you think that I sound a little bit too far from the mic, which my mouth is practically on the mic, let me know so I can try and make some adjustments during the podcast. I want to deliver a good show because I think that I have some great tips and encouragement to share with someone. Now you can reach the diva uh, via email at divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com for any comments or feedback, or if you have an idea for a future show, be sure to reach out. Again, the email address is divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com. You can find the diva on social media. My Facebook handle is at True Diva Speaks. And on Instagram, it is Divas Speaks Official underscore. So um, look me up. I deliver encouraging content all the time. I pose questions. I'm so grateful for my audience on Facebook, but they're not as engaging as as I would like them to be. Um, I want to attract um, some subscribers or some listeners that have something to say. Because you can't have a conversation with just one person talking. And it seems to be either these are all my relatives and they don't want (laughs) to show their hand or these are just shy people. So if you're out there and you're vocal and you're unapologetic about your position or your opinion on certain matters, find the diva on social media. Again, on Facebook, it is at True Diva Speaks and on Instagram, it is Diva Speaks Official underscore. So guys, let's talk. Let's talk. You know, earlier today, I posted this particular, I don't want to say it's a meme. I just want to say it was a photo 
of encouragement, which when I got to thinking about it, it's definitely a conversation to be had, you know, fighting for your relationship. So it went something like this. The title of it was Don't Break Up, Fix the Problem, Start the Romance Again, Go on Dates Again, Work on winning each other over again. This is why there are so many failed relationships. If you love each other and are best friends, then breaking up is not the answer. Now, if you can identify with that or if that struck a nerve or a chord with you, if that resonated in your spirit, if something about that appealed to you, then this conversation is one that you would definitely want to listen to. Matter of fact, go ahead and text a friend or or pull a coworker to the side and ask them to tune in to Diva Speaks podcast. You can find Diva Speaks on a website, on YouTube, on any podcast publishing platform. The website is divaspeaks.podbeam.com. So just to let you know, you can listen over the web as well. So this show is dedicated to anyone who is currently in a relationship and you find yourself almost at the breaking point. You've done everything that you thought you could do, and you just don't know what to do anymore. This episode is for you. I want to talk to you. You know, a lot of things that I'm going to discuss today, I want to be the first to admit that you probably already have heard it or you know it. And in that case, this serves as confirmation for you to stay and fight for your relationship. I don't want you to be discouraged by the naysayers who would talk you out of putting everything that you got into your relationship only to find out that they themselves are in a situation far worse than what you're experiencing and they're still remaining in their relationships. The goal that I want to express to you today is to remember what you're fighting for. You shouldn't be focused on fighting each other, but the common goal should be to fight for the relationship. Fighting for the relationship, redirecting your energy towards the common goal of preserving the relationship. You want to know how to revive a dying relationship or a relationship that's on the rocks? This is the episode for you. You know, sometimes, you know, we tend to forget that all of us are imperfect. All of us are flawed. We have baggage. We may not have the same baggage, but each person has baggage. And it is during those hard times that it's hard to see that your partner may want the relationship to be restored or to survive as well, but they just don't know how to put the relationship back on track. Did you hear me? 
your partner could want to save the relationship just as much as you do, but have no clue on how to restore the relationship. And if I can't think of anything else at this moment that will leave a person feeling hopeless and defeated, it's knowing you want something, but not knowing how to get it. Now, that's what I want you to get. I need you to embrace the possibility that you and your mate, your spouse, your lover, whatever you are, could very well want the same thing, but you are clueless as to how to get back to happier times, to good times. So I'm going to start off by saying that no one can really tell you to stay or to go in this relationship. No one can do that. That is a decision that you have to make. And regardless as to what the real issues are and what challenges you are facing, if it is your desire to save your relationship, it is your business. Doesn't matter. All I want to do is address the fact that you want to save your relationship. And now is the time to roll up those sleeves, put a little bit of elbow grease on, and let's do the work. So number one, and while I'm going through this numerically, I'm just going to tell you now, I wrote out so many points, I may lose track of what number I'm on, but I'm going to get through this. Number one, prayer. Now, I am a spiritual person. I'm not one of these overly religious people. I'm, I'm not I'm not that chick. I'm not that woman. I'm not that girl. But I wholeheartedly believe in prayer. Um, this is not a religious broadcast or show. I'm not a ministry. But I do know that prayer works. I do know that. And if you have not started praying over your relationship, over your partner, your spouse, your husband, your wife, then this is where you need to start today. And for those of you who have been praying, let me encourage you to continue to pray over your relationship. Now, with that being said, I'm going to be talking about some practical things you can do after prayer to help save the relationship because praying and doing nothing is accomplishes nothing. And if you are um, a Christian, then you know that faith without works is dead. So I am encouraging you, if you have not started to pray over your partner, over your husband, over your wife, over your fiance, whoever, whatever label they fall under, you need to start praying today. Understand that. And with prayer comes actions. You need to do something. Once you get up off your knees, it's time to put in the work. That's number one. Number two, you're going to have to acknowledge the problems or the issue. You got you to gotta acknowledge what's going on. Whatever the issues are, whether it's finances that are um, a big issue for you guys, whether it's differences on raising the children, whether infidelity is an issue in your relationship, personalities are clashing, 
You have to acknowledge it because if you don't, you cannot heal what you will not acknowledge. It, it can't be done. I'm sorry. You cannot heal what you will not acknowledge. So if you haven't identified what your problems or your issues are as of today, today is the day to do that. Today is the day to say, you know what, I'm. let me sit down and face Number one, that we have a problem. And number two, what are the problems that we are facing? It starts there. And again, regardless as to what issues that are affecting your relationship, remember, the goal is to save this relationship. That is the goal. And don't let nobody tell you how severe how traumatic, how unsavable your relationship is. This is not the time for that foolishness. This is about you and what you want. Did you hear me? This is about you and what you want. You love this person. You love this person so much that you de- you decided to tune in today to listen to someone give you that encouragement and reignite your fire to fight for the relationship that you cherish. And that's what you're going to get. You're going to get that encouragement to stay and fight for your relationship. It's yours. It's yours. The only way it won't be yours is if you throw it away or the two of you decide to mutually walk away. But the fact that you're tuning in tells me there's hope. Nothing happens by chance, by the way. Nothing just happens. So if you're just tuning in, I discussed my first point of getting the relationship back on track, explaining to the listeners that you need to start praying if you haven't prayed yet. That's number one. And number two, I discussed acknowledging your issues, your problems, and the challenges that you are facing right now. The good, bad, and ugly. You got to face it. You cannot heal what you can't, what you cannot or refuse to acknowledge. So that's what we've discussed so far. And understanding that you are fighting for the relationship, not each other. So if you find yourself fighting with your with your spouse, with your significant other, with your mate, with your lover, then today is the day that you decide I'm not fighting with you anymore. From here on out, I'm fighting for this relationship. But understand when you make that declaration, that declaration requires you to act different, to put some things into place to ensure that you have the outcome that you desire. Because as I've said before in previous episodes, you deserve the love that you desire. You deserve to be loved the way that you desire. So with that being said, I'm going to move on to the next point. You're going to have to rebuild and reestablish your line of communication and understand that is probably going to be one of your biggest challenges right now is trying to get 
your boo, your baby, your hubby or your wife to open up when you've been fighting, when you've got major problems on the forefront. You have to be determined to get the lines of communication back open. You have to be determined to do that and understand that's not going to happen in a day or two. Don't set unrealistic expectations of your partner when your relationship is in a crisis. It's going to take time. The question you need to ask yourself is, do you have the wherewithal to withstand the time that is going to take to reestablish the line of communication? So you got to be in it to win it. And winners understand that time is of the essence. Nothing happens magically overnight. And if I could just have the, uh, the, you know, what do I want to say? If I could be afforded the opportunity to say, or to just go out on a limb and say, you know what? It didn't take you a short time to get the relationship into this rut. It's going to take some time to dig yourself out of it. But if you're dedicated and committed to seeing it through, you understand that this is a process. This is a journey. It's going to take time. But if you're willing to hang in there, you can do it. The diva says you can do it because, again, you deserve the love that you desire. Now, with that, when you have when you have a full understanding that the line of communication needs to be reestablished, that you have to build the connection again, you have to also understand that it's going to take some time for healing to take place. Yeah. This, this is a journey because once you reestablish the lines of communication, that means your partner is talking, correct? That means your, your partner is finally reopening themselves up to you and allowing you to hear what they have to say. And you have to understand you're not going to like everything they have to say. It's not all a bed of roses. You're going to probably uh, reject some things they have to say. But I encourage you not to react. This is their truth. And they have a right to express how they feel about certain things to you. Because it's the two of you in the relationship, not just one. So understanding that. It's going to take time to reconnect and to reestablish the line of communication. It's going to take time for the two of you to heal whatever has happened in the relationship. It's no different than when you hurt yourself, whether it is you fall and you scrape a knee or you injure yourself and your bones are broken. You can go to the doctor immediately, correct? You can go to the doctor, you can receive pain medication to help you endure the pain during the healing process, but we're all intelligent enough to know that the healing takes time. It's going to be a while before that bone actually is healed back to the position it was before. Takes time. 
Even though you have pain management medication, even though you've seen a doctor, even though when you go for your regular checkups, the doctor probably would tell you your healing is on track. Things are progressing well. It's no different with with that (laughs) than what you're going to experience. Your doctor is the word of God. Your doctor are these techniques. You will see progress. You will be healing in the relationship, but understanding that getting the relationship back on track takes time to be restored to the place that you were. And if you was in a bad place before, this is your opportunity to rebuild. Let's start over. Let's rebuild this relationship. You don't always have to restore because sometimes restoration is restoring something that was bad to begin with. But with maturity and intelligence, you can understand, you know what? I'm invested in this person. We have this life together. I really do love this person. I really can see my future with this person. So what we've done before wasn't working. Let's tear all of this, all of this down and let's rebuild something beautiful because here we go again, you can have the love that you desire. It's absolutely possible. Understanding that it takes time. I think a lot of us, and I'm seeing us as being like, I'm I'm a human being, A lot of us get discouraged with time. Time seems to be our enemy when we're going through a crisis in our relationship and not seeing things progress the way that we feel that they should be going because you're all enthusiastic and you're, you're full of this inspiration and your heart is bursting open with love for this person. And you're like, okay, I, Hey, I'm ready to do this. You know what? I'm going to keep this relationship and this family together. But you don't see what you want to see in that moment. And that's not fair. That's not fair. I'm going to tell you now that is a self-destructive thought process. It will destroy you in the end. I'm not saying be stupid about it, but I'm saying that understanding it didn't take a minute to get there. It's going to take definitely more than a minute to get you out of this. But you can do it. You know, I did talk about earlier, my number two was acknowledging the issue. It kind of goes hand in hand with find out where you went wrong. That's for you. But it would also be helpful to have the conversation with the person that you're in a relationship to get their perspective on where the two of you went wrong. Baby, where did we go wrong? What happened? We used to be so happy. Remember this or remember that. Where did we go wrong? Sometimes if you have that conversation with the person that you're in love with. It will open your eyes, but you have to be willing to open yourself up and to open your ears up and be willing to listen. Even if you disagree. Even if you disagree, you have to love your partner enough to listen to what they have to say without the pop, 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 popping off at the mouth and defending yourself. 
You have to understand that defending yourself in that moment when your partner, when your husband, when your wife is attempting to express themselves and tell you from their perspective where the two of you went wrong, mm, you could kill it real quick. You could kill potentially their desire to continue in the relationship with you because nobody wants to be with anybody that won't hear them. Can your partner be heard in the relationship without you overshadowing them with your defense mechanisms or statements or you have to be right? Can your partner be heard? Can you remain silent when your partner is on the stage? You got to ask yourself, what's more important that I hear my, did I hear my love or did I have to be right in this moment? You know, my next point is very important. I think I'm on point number seven. Again, I told you guys earlier, I said, I, I got them numbered, but I might get off track. This one is important. And I have had to do this because like you, I'm in a relationship. Hey, Poppy Chulo. I am saying hey to my husband. He is out there working hard for his family. And he told me he was going to be tuning in today. So baby, if you're listening, I love you. Be safe out there. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. And I will have the best Caribbean dish fixed for you um, that I can muster up oxtail, plantains, cabbage, all of that. But anyway, getting back to number seven in preserving your relationship. This is the time that you need to eliminate all outside distractions, interferences, everything. You know, people like me, especially I started doing this in my thirties. When I'm going through something, I don't want to talk to nobody. I shut down. I really do. I'm not telling you to do that. I'm saying that when you need to hear from a higher power, when you really need to focus on something that you're struggling with, you got to eliminate all of the outside voices, all of the outside distractions, all of the outside interferences. You need to make it your objective to focus on what's important to you. And I'm sorry, if you had previously enlisted the listening ears of a close confidant, a friend, a family member, and it seems like they've been in this with you for a while, and just by the way they respond to what you're saying nowadays, you feel like they've grown weary in their support of you in trying to preserve your relationship. Yeah, you'll get that. Oh, people will turn on you. People will tell you to fight for your man or your woman, your wife, your, your love, whoever your partner is to you. They will tell you to stand and fight for it one minute. Somebody out there can relate to what I'm saying. And a few weeks later, they telling you, girl, I wouldn't put up with all that. <laughs> you can do better than that. That has nothing to do with nothing. It's just that they're tired of listening to your story. They've grown weary. It's okay. You know what? It's okay. I'm not telling you to cut these people off permanently, but I'm saying shut this down right now. 
right now. No more outside distractions, no more outside opinions, no more interferences from anybody. From now on, it's you and your partner, you, your spouse, you and your fiance. That's it. Until the two of you can come back together as one, one unit, one happy unit, one blessed unit. Now my number eight, it's going to sound a little bit crazy, but there's great pleasure in it. Got to have more sex. <laughs> Listen, I know we all do it sometimes. You, you're mad and sometimes the, the last thing on your mind is making love to the one that you love. But you know what? You got to force yourself to do it. You got to force yourself. You know what? I am going to now open myself up to my partner because this is where we need to connect. We need to keep a connection going in the midst of the hell that we're going through in the relationship because scientifically, sex has been proven to reduce stress and it helps us live longer. So there's a great benefit to that. And plus you don't wanna open up another window or keep the window open longer than it should by refusing to have sex with your partner. You don't want to do that. That can get really tricky and leave you with devastating results in the end. So if you've stopped having sex with your wife, with your husband, with your love, then I ple I'm pleading to you to turn that around today. You need, the both of you need to make an agreement that no matter what we have going on in this relationship, that we need to connect sexually and fulfill each other's needs. Out of all of the problems that we have, this is not one that we need to add to our pile of challenges. Have more sex and get creative with it. Don't have the sex you've been having when, when you've been good in the relationship. Take it up a notch. Discover new things to do together. Discover more ways to please one another. And don't come to bed the same way. You know, if, if you're a girl like me, I, you know, sometimes I get really comfortable. I go to bed with bonnets on my head and, you know, I'll sleep in God knows what. I, I think I sleep in moo-moos. But when your relationship is, is in a crisis, now is not the time to do that. Either you need to come to bed completely naked smelling good. This is not only for the women, men, this is for you too. Smelling good, a nice clean shave with some aftershave lotion. Women with our bath and body works. It's okay to go to bed with Chanel on. Spray her behind your ear, you know, right there. And create an opportunity to bond with your mate in a place that is holy, the bed. You, you don't even have to be holy with it. You could be nasty with it. This is your mate. This is somebody that you love. Some of you have children with the person that you're in a relationship right now that you're struggling to maintain. And, you know, you, you have to open up that particular area. Okay, so King, King, you want to... Um, speak. Okay. I will take a caller today, but let's remember guys, that's where I left off on have more sex. So here we go. Let's see. Hello. 
Hi, King. This is the Diva of Diva Speaks Relationship. Thank you for calling in. What do you have to yeah. say? Wow. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I, I, I Actually, you've spoken a lot and I was just so moved and I, I feel like to call and I don't know, it's the program just for married or it's a singer like me allowed because I'm not married, but I have a lot of relationship issues and looking forward to being a married man. Yeah, I just, I just, because at, at this point of my life, I, I get to a point where I'm just so discouraged. I feel like marriage is something very difficult and because I've not had the opportunity to be mentored or to be talked to by married people and to find out their struggles and to see how they handle them. So when I came across your live uh, podcast and just getting some few words, I, I just couldn't hold myself. So I said, let me call. But calling to, because you made mention of the fact that uh, in a relationship, uh, it's, uh, you should be in a point where you have that ability to listen Oh, and also have the ability not to give in to certain people around you. You should mm -hmm. be mindful of the confidence you have as friends. Uh, and I have been in a situation in which I'm in a relationship with a lady and I, I try as much as possible. I don't know how I can say this. Uh, is it more of like protecting? Uh, because I know the kind of env environment I find myself. I make my lady uh to be more so open to me and i i protect myself from my friends not to listen to what they have to say that's great and make it in such a way that it's more of my woman and i but i realize that's not reciproca reciprocated in the sense that on her own side there are certain things that uh i feel like she's been influenced by her friends or even when we have certain issues, uh, I feel like uh, when she does something wrong and I try to let her know, hey, babe, what you did was wrong. Don't you see that? And she's like, no, I don't think that's wrong. You don't talk to me like that. But after some time when she talks with a friend and she's like, oh, I spoke to this friend or I spoke to this person and this person tried to make me understand what I did wasn't right. So I feel like uh, I'm not being listened to. So... Oh, wow. I, I feel like that's, that makes me, so I feel like uh, at one point, giving uh, my attention to someone and you, you find that this person does not give that attention back to you, uh, it makes me feel, I feel like, okay, I'm in a relationship, but actually others are in control of that relationship. So actually that's, uh, I don't know. So I just had to call in and talk. And to say, well, I, in this case, what, what, what can someone do? Or what do you think? Uh, uh, like, okay, you're married. And, uh, yes. And how, how, do you, uh, how, how do you manage yeah, your friends and the friends of your husband and at the same time your friendship with your husband? Because I believe at the end of the day, what keeps you with your husband, it's that friendship. So. Okay, so let me be very honest with you, King. I want to be completely honest with you. 
Well, first, I want to just thank you for for calling in and for listening to this show. You are so much appreciated. And I do value um, what you have to say, because it is real people like you and I that have the real conversations that we can help others who are in similar situations. Now, to address the issue of the special lady in your life. Um, sharing or confiding in her friends and her friends giving her feedback. Let me just tell you, most of us are guilty of that. I'm going to be honest. Most of us are guilty of that. And it seems to be okay when we're either number one, getting the feedback or the response or advice from that friend that's beneficial or that helps us, right? But it could also work yeah. as a double-edged sword because what happens when the friend or your confidants say something that absolutely is against your partner in the relationship? And then you're faced with, okay, so now I can't continue to share with you what I thought I could share with you before because now I question where your responses are coming from. It's a double-edged sword because when you invite people into your relationship, which is what sometimes I've been guilty of it, then you invite them to have an opinion. And unfortunately it does sometime, it shapes the way that we maneuver in the relationship. If you have a, if you have an older person that is saying, you know what, you need to listen to your man. You need to be more, accommodating to the things he's asking of you that are not unrealistic. You know, you have people that speak good into your life and then you have the ones that speak good, but it's not good for you. Does that make sense? They, that a, makes sense. That makes a, a person sense. can have good intentions and the advice that they're giving you is not good for you. So here's what I encourage you to do. Okay. I would encourage you before you have another conversation with this woman that you love, I need you to really think about what this woman means to you. How much do you care for her? How much do you love her? And if this issue is something that you can see a resolution down the road for, is it something that you can live with, work through? Or is this like a deal breaker if it continues without being fixed. Those are the things you have to ask yourself. And after you've decided what those answers are, next comes the conversation with her. She needs to know where you're at. Or I would ask as a woman that you provide her with the courtesy of knowing where you are right now. Now, I'm, I'm just speaking for you. I'm not saying this is you, babe. Yeah. This is where I am right now. Listen, I understand you have your friends, but I'm not in a relationship with them. And if you feel it absolutely imperative that they be a part of our relationship or how you treat me, I cannot go on like this. Baby, I need you to make a choice. Is it just me and you? Or is it me, you and them? you got to have the conversation, communication, because marriage is that king. It is that. I mean, you think that, number one, I don't always have the answers. And sometimes I seek out the advice of my Nana 
Yeah, um, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, it, it's, it's work and it's not for people that have weak stomachs because the, at the end of the day, you have to remind yourself of the commitment that you made. Like I'm committed to this person. I don't like this person today. I don't like the decisions that they made today. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's real life. That's real life. I mean, like, oh my God, listen, <laughs> listen, I think I have married one of the most incredibly handsome, sexiest, poppy chulos alive on the planet. Oh, oh God, <laughs> when you talk about butterflies, sugar, honey, yeah, iced tea. Yeah. <laughs> but even looking at him and being sexually attracted to him and he does all of that for me there are days i can't stand his ass like seriously i oh jesus like but i'm committed to staying with him and continuing our life together and i want to do what's best for us you're gonna get there you sound like a good dude are you a good dude do you treat your woman good I do, uh, but I actually I can take I can take the credit. I I shouldn't be so confident. Uh, okay. I, I shouldn't say I'm a good dude. Uh, I always <laughs> tell people, I I don't want to be too confident. I just, uh, but I think uh, more of like uh, it, uh, I like to do things together. Like I like I'm more of like a democrat. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you're in good company. I don't I don't believe in. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in uh, a one-sided story. I believe in two people working together and uh, trying to see in their imperfections and in their ups and downs and with their various upbringings. Because to be honest with you, I don't know how my girl grew up. I don't know the relationship she had with the dad or with the siblings and. She doesn't know how I grew up, the relationship I had with my family, with my siblings. Oh, my so God. You know, that's important. Time, yeah, That's so important, King. Yeah, sometimes I just, I feel like these things are really important. And, but, but it right is. Now, yeah, but right now, it's really difficult for me because, to be honest with you, I, I dated this lady, and for, like, five years, I... We, we hadn't, we didn't meet, like, it was just virtually, we had contact, like, for some few months, and she traveled, and for studies, and we kept on a relationship on phone, and it was not really, it was good on phone, and when we came to meet each other after these years, it felt like we are two different people. I feel like, I don't know, I didn't, I don't, I feel like we are, been so much in touch with the phone or online dating and we are so used to that that even us being together one-on-one was no longer that uh, I don't know how I can say it so for me I felt like we are more comfortable on phone as in person that's a uh, red flag that is a red flag yeah it's really yeah so actually yeah everything you've said it's really great even if we get to communicate now yeah you'll be good but there are just some things uh you feel like okay you're so used to and it easily went through the phone or through social media or through this medium that okay how you communicate now that's the way it it's really more of like 
different so you you need to do something it's like you need to start all over you need to take a different approach uh, i don't know if we should start dating all over we should start i should take uh i should do something afresh so but actually well what you can do is you know work on building a connection when you guys are together in the flesh the, and that starts with engaging in activities that both of you enjoy find a common ground because normally typically if you find something that each of you likes to do that person will you know you you get to see the true side of that person because they're in their element you know the fun side the intense side whether whether it's engaging in a competitive sport or something that's absolutely relax, relaxing and engaging, perhaps going on a double date with other couples, you get to find out and bring more of that person's personality out. But um, I'm working on a future show, King. So make sure that you stay okay. tuned to Diva Speaks. I have to, my time is almost running out for this show. Stay, oh, okay, stay, okay, okay. stay, stay with me. I promise you that I have a future show that you are going to absolutely love. And feel free okay. to call me back. All right. I will. I'll follow you and uh, I'll keep in touch. Thank you very much. Blessings, King. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, guys. See, you never know. There are people under the sound of my voice that are experiencing relationship issues and dilemmas. And people want encouragement. You know, everybody's looking for answers because nobody has it all. No relationship is perfect. And if you get some people out here that's talking about, oh, this and that, oh, please, I want you to ignore them. But going back to my last point on reviving a dying relationship and fighting for your relationship, my last point was to have more sex. And I stand by that. Get down and dirty with it. I mean, show your mate. If you can't talk or communicate any other way, listen, you got sex. Hold on to it. Make it good. Make it everything that you could build your imagination to be. Keep that connection strong so that you don't open up another issue to pile on top of a relationship that's already stressed and strained. Okay. Now, number nine. Get creative with bringing back date night. You got to you gotta bring it back because it's safe to say if you were really continuing um, with the habit or, you know, with the practice of date night, you probably are not in a position to say that you're having a fight for your relationship. So if date night has been eliminated, if it's something that is non-existent right now for the two of you. I need you to sit down and have that conversation with your honey. Maybe you can bring back what the two of you enjoyed together when times were, were better or when times were really, really good. You got to sit down and write out the things that when the two of you were really authentically happy, what did we enjoy doing? And this is going to take a little bit of work. You need to talk to your partner and find out, have they evolved from those things? Are they enjoying new interests? Is it something that they would like to try? Is it something that they would like to experience, but they haven't had the opportunity to tell you about it because the two of you have been back and forth with each other, fighting 
having the conversation. Okay. You know what, babe? That's, oh, let's try something new. Let's try something new. Let's go create new experiences, new moments together. You can do it. It may sound corny, but it works. Oh, it probably sounds corny as hell, but it works. Creating new memories and moments through new experiences and up in your game with date night. Date night should be fun. It should be a time where the two of you are in a relaxed setting and enjoying each other's company to the point that if one of you wants to open up without it turning into an argument in that moment, that they are comfortable to do so because you are manifesting a spirit of love between you. You're enjoying each other's company, which hopefully will transition into a night of good sex afterwards or a day of good sex or afternoon sex or morning sex or however, whatever. Let's bring back date night, date night 2.0, date night for 2020. Get a calendar, start writing out some things, start looking at local events in your community that the two of you can enjoy together. It doesn't always have to be a trip to the Bahamas or to the Cayman Islands or Costa Rica or Jamaica. It doesn't have to do that. Start locally. Start. It doesn't require a lot of money. It doesn't. The focus and the emphasis is on being with your honey, eliminating the negative energy, and bringing back the good times. Okay? So my next point is, I think this is kind of like just reemphasizing what I've already said is avoid all naysayers. You know, it's funny, guys. Those naysayers can be really, really tricky. You know, you can have people in your ear telling you what to do and telling you you should leave him or her. And telling you what they would not put up with. When in fact, they put up with far worse and still in their relationship telling you what they wouldn't do when they're they're absolutely doing it. And I'm not saying that they couldn't be speaking from a place of authenticity. I'm not saying that they could not have your best interests at heart. But if you're trying to fight for your relationship, that goes against what you're working towards, correct? It goes against everything that you're working for right now. And the goal is of this particular show, fight for your relationship. We are trying to revive a dying relationship. You know, I just had this thought, you know, have you ever stopped to consider just for a moment? And if you haven't, let's think about this. Have you ever heard of a situation where a person is saying or has said, Everything that I begged this person for during our relationship, they got with the next sucker or so-and-so and did everything I asked them to do freely. I begged so-and-so and so, you know, and they just wouldn't do it. Now, I'm not saying that's right because I've been on the receiving end of that too. But you know what? I'm mature enough to say that... Perhaps if I would have done something different, perhaps if I would have rolled up my sleeves, the outcome could have been different. I thank God that it wasn't because I love my husband I have today. But I'm just saying, do we give up too quickly? 
Because in this society, if things aren't going the way that you think they should go or your girlfriends or your homeboys think they should go, people are quick to tell you to walk away from a relationship. When at the same time, people have the nerve to say that there's been a breakdown of families in modern day society, especially as it relates to black people. Well, how in the hell are we going to keep the family unit strong and together if everybody's walking away because the times are not as good as they used to be? When do we stand up and we fight for our relationships? I'm not saying to put up with foolishness. I'm not saying that. This is not that. What I am saying is that if a relationship is what you want with the person that you're with right now, you're going to have to fight and let those people go momentarily. And then once all is well, you need to revisit your association with them or at bare minimum, sharing any details of your relationship with outsiders. And if that is what you've been guilty of, because some of us do it. Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah, you have a disagreement with your honey. You feel like you have been wronged and you want to vent. We vent Sometimes it comes back to bite us because not only have you allowed outsiders information about what goes on in your home and your relationship, you're exposing cracks in the foundation. Now, cracks in the foundation may very well be there, but is it anybody's business to know? A relationship has more of a chance to thrive and to heal in privacy than it does in the face of other people who are looking or examine, examining your relationship with scrutiny. You don't deserve that. You and your partner deserve to heal in peace and in privacy. You hear me? You and your partner deserve to heal the relationship and to work things out in peace, in privacy, without the opinions of others. It's not their business. So my next point, I think I'm on point number 13. If you've been writing them down, you're good. And I, <laughs> I love you. The next point, and this goes without saying, I told you at the beginning of the show that some of, most of these you've already heard before, but this is just reinforcing what you already know, or this can come as a sign of confirmation on what you should do. Okay. Number 13, you got to forgive them. You want it to work. You, you got to forgive them. You don't know how that's done. Go back to point number one. You got to pray. Because where you are right now in your relationship, whatever issues you're struggling with, whatever offenses that you've suffered from your partner, you got to forgive them. If you're going to move forward, if you're going to say, if you have any chance of saving this relationship, you got to forgive them. Whether you tell them, make that declaration out loud to your partner, you have to forgive that person in your heart. And say, you know what, if I'm going to move forward and save this relationship, I have to make a choice that I'm going to forgive him or her. 
Because if you're, if you don't do that, you're not going to go anywhere. And this podcast will probably be, you know, of use to you in your next relationship. So you have to forgive them. And remember, Earlier, I did say it doesn't matter what issues or challenges you're facing. Whatever brought you to this crisis is nobody's business. This is you. This is you and your partner. So whatever those issues, transgressions, um, infidelities, what I don't care. Right now, the focus is on saving your relationship. You got to forgive them. If you haven't forgiven them, go back to point number one and start with prayer. And soften up your approach when you're talking to your partner. You know, that's one of my, oh, Jesus, that's one of my weaknesses. When I feel like I'm not being heard, I have the tendency to change my tone. And the diva is telling you that this is one of my weaknesses. This is one of my character flaws. I change my tone. I can go from arrogant to super condescending, sarcastic, and it does not work. I can't recount. I recall one time that I've used a certain tone with my husband and it squashed anything. If anything, he met it with resistance. Soften your tone, soften your approach in the way you're talking to the person that you say you're in love with. Got to soften it. Doesn't make you weak. You know what it says about you? It says that you're willing to make the adjustments and the changes necessary to preserve the relationship that you value so much. It does. And if you haven't done it, try it. You know, I'm just speaking to the women. Oh, you want to blow their mind. If your man is used to you standing up to him and, you know, and you have the gift of gab and you can just let him know and check him real quick. Flip it on him. Get soft with that tone and said, "Okay, baby, you know, you're right. He's going to think you're being funny. He probably duck or go hide somewhere in the house because he's not used to that. We got to soften up, ladies, just a little bit. No, we got to soften up a hell of a lot. Soften it up. Is it more important for you to be right and to be heard in that moment than to protect and preserve the peace of the relationship and come back and revisit whatever's got you two going at each other later? My husband tells me that all the time. He'll be like, mommy, I don't want to talk about it right now. And sometimes I get, oh, my God, (laughs) hot headed. I'm like, no, we're going to talk about this right now. It never works. It never works. You have to allow you know, that person, the respect of coming back with a cooler head and with not so much salt in the wound, as the old people say, you know, you're a little bit salty, you know, you put pour salt in a room, how it stings, got to wait till the sting comes out and then come back and talk about it as cool, level-headed people. That actually works. So my next point is you got to come clean. Now this This has the potential to blow up in your face, especially if you put it in the wrong order. So you actually, I suggest you come clean with each other before the forgiveness starts. (laughs) Or if you've forgiven them, you have to make it a point to say, you know what, whatever you tell me in this moment, I'm not going to use it against you, but you got to come clean. Because what point, what, what good does it do you to forgive a person? This is just an example now. Don't take it to heart. But 
if your partner is guilty of infidelity, right? And you only know that he slept with Susie May, but then you two sit down, you have the discussion, you cried out, and now you want to come clean. Now you find out that he only, not only he slept with Susie May, but he slept with your, your cousin's best friend, Keisha, his boss, um, his homeboy's wife. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Had I known all of that, I wouldn't have moved in this direction with you. So I would encourage you to come clean and don't be looking at pointing the other finger at your partner when you know that you are guilty of offenses too. And just because you sin differently from your partner does not give you permission to put them down. Sinning differently does not give you a superior edge. It doesn't. So whatever they tell you, either you're going to forgive them or you're going to work through the issues and the problems to get to restoration of your family unit. Number 15, you need to set or reestablish boundaries with each other. You know, if there are some things that have been uh, a a repeat offenses in your relationship, okay, we need to talk about this, this, and this, and this. If your spouse or your lover is continually coming home at five o'clock in the morning and the two of you initially said, don't let the sun beat you um, coming home or, you know, two o'clock is the deadline, but they're repeatedly coming in at 5 a.m., that's a problem. If your partner is guilty of calling you out of your names when they get angry and you've talked about this before, that is a problem. You need to reestablish boundaries, set them and commit to not crossing those boundaries and being disrespectful towards one another again. Again, I just want to say that in a society that is so dysfunctional, we always acknowledge that, you know, family is extremely important. You know, if your partner is your family, you owe it to yourself, to yourself and to your partner to see this thing through, to give it your all. Because once you've given it your all and you've seen it through, it's ran its course, whatever you decide in the end, you'll have peace with it. Number 16, stop playing games and manipulating each other. You got to stop that. If you're doing little things to make your partner jealous just to get a reaction out of them, you got to stop that. Manipulating a person will never get you the results that you desire. If anything, it'll backfire in your face. So stop it. Only you know the games that you're playing. Only you know the manipulation tactics that you are enforcing right now. And manipulation could go back to the sex. If your partner is still reaching out for you sexually during your crisis and you're rejecting them in an effort to punish them, that's manipulation. Hey, it's your body. Sorry about that, guys. It's your body. Do what you want to do, but understand there's consequences for that. And some doors don't need to be open. Number 17, start making time for one another. You got to make time for one another. Again, make time for one another. 
if the two of you are working extra hours or you're finding other things to do to avoid each other's company and you just don't want to fight no more, you got to turn that around because you cannot fix what you're not working towards. You can't fix what you're not working towards. If you're not spending time together, quality time together, making time for one another, things are going to stay exactly where they are. A mess. It's got to start somewhere. I don't care if you start with, you know, making a sweet little phone call on a lunch or a break or on the commute to and from work, just to say, get there safely. I don't care what we're going through. Love you. Have a good day. It's got to start somewhere that will soften up each of you, each of you guys's demeanor towards one another makes a difference. So make time for one another. Uh, number 18 is, is so important. And sometimes we forget this apologize, apologize for what you've done. If your mate has told you something, something that you've done that has either hurt their feelings. Okay. Made them feel a certain type of way or it altered the course of your relationship. If your mate has specifically addressed something and you haven't apologized for it, you need to do that today. An apology goes a long way. But you know what? The best apology is changed behavior. So you work on fixing it. Number 19. Don't allow your ego to get in the way. And lose something good. Don't allow ego and pride to stop you from fixing something that could really be amazing. You understand that you've got work to do. You understand and you acknowledge that you two, that you two are not in a good place right now. But you understand this too shall pass. I just have to put in the work, especially when it comes to the, to the things that I've done to contribute to this crisis. Ego can be a horrible thing. And number 20, my final point. Remember the good times. If you have nothing else to hold on to it in your moments of weakness and in sadness, when your heart is heavy, because you, again, you don't understand how things have gotten to be so bad. Remember the good times. Allow that to bring a smile to your face. While you're remembering the good times, I want you to cry out and pray. I want you to write down some things that you can do on your end to help turn the situation around. I want you to commit to being more sexual with your partner. Sex is very important in a relationship. Don't take it away during a crisis. Well, there's, there are some circumstances that, you know, would warrant that. But we're not talking about that today. Remember, there's no judgment. 
There's no judgment here. We're not talking about whatever brought you to where you are today. So just remember, guys, that you may be dealing with someone who wants to make the relationship work just as much as you do, probably even more. But they're feeling very hopeless and defeated because they don't know how. They don't know how. That's a very sad, sad place to be in is to want something so bad, but you just don't know how to get it. And your partner could be one of those people. Don't throw up your hands. Put in the work. Again, acknowledge what brought you to this crisis in the relationship. Pray about it. And don't set an unrealistic timeline on when you think you should see healing and progress. It takes time. It takes time. Eliminate the naysayers. Get other people out of your relationship. Stop doing that. You don't need no advice from nobody else. I'm pretty confident that at this point, you've talked to a few people and you've gotten some feedback. Okay, if you can, listen, it's time to, it's time to, it's just you and your partner right now. This is 2020. Get it together. Fix the relationship. Preserve the family. And understand and remember, you're fighting for the relationship, not each other. I really hope that this show has benefited someone today who is struggling in their relationship. Someone who has been under harsh criticism and continuous judgment from the people in their inner circle or people that are privy to the intimate details of their relationship. I really hope that this show has encouraged you to stand and fight. And I hope that I did emphasize to you that it will take time for you to see the healing in full effect. Remember the illustration I gave you about the broken bone and going to the doctor and the doctor is saying that you're healing. The process is on point. You're, you're on track. Doesn't mean that everything is where it should be, but it means that you're on track to be healed by a certain time. You got to remember that. And don't you dare let other people tell you what they're not going to put up with. This is you. This is your fight. This is your relationship. This is your family. And I want you to be determined to see this through. Before I let you go, you know what, guys? Now, this was a disaster. Let me just say this beforehand. This was my first marriage. But it's something that I did remember. I remember when I was going through sugar, honey, iced tea and hell in my first marriage. I can remember a lot of people telling me what I should do. But it was it, it was kind of like. They were contradicting themselves. And let me explain what I mean. Isn't it funny that the same people that will believe God for everything 
believe God for stuff that when they tell you about it, you think it sounds ridiculous, but they know that God can do anything with God. All things are possible. But when it came to my first marriage, we don't, I listen, just the point is people can believe God for everything, but a miracle and a blessing and God coming through for you. They'll do that. People will. It's like, okay, so you believe in God for a monkey and three elephants by the end of the week, but you don't think God can heal my relationship. Are we talking about the same God? Or is this how you feel? Or is this, or is this what you want? You got to be careful about people like that. And that's why I'm encouraging get other people out of your relationship right now. Make this about you and your honey. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Diva Speaks Relationships. I hope that I have been a source of encouragement to all who are under the sound of my voice. We're in this together. Okay. We are in this together because most sane and intelligent people know that relationships are work. No relationship is perfect. And that in order to restore something that is broken, you're going to have to put in a lot of work. Can't be afraid to work. You know, guys, on Sunday, I am scheduled to record with the roundtable panel. You guys have listened to, if you've been uh, a regular listener of the podcast, you know that I record with the roundtable panel. And generally, when we get together, it's a panel of couples and a couple of single people. And we get together, we chop it up, we disagree, we give, um, you know, feedback based on our own previous experiences and how we feel now. So we're going to be talking about, (laughs) so the grass really isn't greener on the other side and what to do when a person has left you or left the relationship for someone else, whether they cheated or whether they ended the relationship abruptly. And you found out later it was for someone else, but what to do when the person they left you for wasn't as perfect as they thought it was going to be. And now they want to come running back to you. We're going to be talking about that. So I want you guys to tune in. And um, if you are one of my faithful listeners, I want you to build up that courage. I want you to call in a comment on the comment board or something. You can email me at divaspeaksofficial at gmail.com, or you can leave a message for me right here on Podbeam. I don't care, but we're going to talk about that. Also, guys, I apologize, me and the mic. It's like um, we're fighting today. Also, the men from the roundtable panel will be doing a spinoff podcast and they're going to be talking about some issues that are um, near and dear to their hearts. So um, as we continue to build that particular podcast and platform, maybe you guys should stick around and see what they have to say. And if you are familiar with the gentleman on that panel, you know, it's going to be, oh, my God, exciting and <laughs> best content controversial. So I love you guys. And I want you to go. I want you to go hug and kiss your mates. Send them a love note via text message. Don't wait on a response. Just send it. Okay. It's about them. Send it. Let your partner know you love them today and go have some good sex 
and pray about it. Until the next time, the diva has spoken. Talk to you Sunday, guys.